Max RPG Podcast. I'm in Max, 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 Pursuing the RPG hobby with reckless abandon. Seven. Hi there. Hello. We are totally professional. Hi. <laughs> um, I'm not Stu, and I'm here tonight, and I'm running the Happy Jacks RPG You're podcast, as I want to do occasionally when Stu gets grumpy and doesn't want to come out of his house. The ten feet to <laughs> our studio. Um, so, I'm here tonight, and... Yes, Kimmy. I'm, I'm Kathy. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm Jason. Hey, I'm Mac. Brought to you by Spite and Beer. Yes. Um, so this is our totally seamless (laughs) beginning to the show. Um, It's like, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Remember that movie? Yes. Yeah. Totally what it's like. I love that movie. Yeah. Secretly, don't tell anyone that I actually love that movie. Yes, have some. I don't know what's happening. We're actually going to cancel the show tonight because Stu couldn't make it, but then we decided to come together as a collective... And make it happen. And fuck around. And yeah. we did it. <laughs> and and good job, everybody. Yeah, good job. All right, Yay. shut it all down. Shut it down. We're done. <laughs> nice work. We did it. My, my first and last appearance <laughs> on Happy Jack's podcast. Right. So we do want to welcome Mac. Uh, Mac jams for us. She plays in a bunch of games with us. But she, this is her first appearance on the actual podcast that yeah, made us I have finally famous. been caught. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. I had to you know, bribe her with drinks and sexual papers, but it's all fine. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, no, no, we didn't do that. That would be oh, weird and awkward yeah. and hot. It's always <laughs> awkward the first time. <laughs> um, so on tonight's show, uh, episode, t- uh, this is season twenty-one or season twenty-one, episode ten. Damn, yeah. an old man. <laughs> All right. Um, this also the tonight's episode is sponsored by our good friends at uh, EasyRollerDice.com. Mm, so, and their self-standing leather light dice bags, which I'm going to talk more about in just a few minutes. Um, tonight on the podcast, we are discussing player engagement, how to get it and how to keep it. With uh, You need a uh, engagement. diamond, like at least one carat. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> Dave from New York. Oh, Come on, that was awesome. <laughs> oh, <you're right>. oh, <laughs> awesome. Dave from New York sends in a success story, a horror story, and a confession. He's been very busy. Mm-hmm. Are they all the same thing or separate things? I don't know. I guess we're going to find out when we read it. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. It's a good Suspense. story. Oh, man. All right. And David, not to be confused with Dave, David from Tampa asks in the form of a horror story, why so many players play evil PCs? Mm-hmm. <laughs> a skew dragon sends us. I never thought this would happen to me. Story. So and more. <laughs> you never do the first time. You never do. It's always awkward the first time. <laughs> always <laughs> awkward. Um, so if you want to send in a story or a question to the show, you can email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail That's happyjacksrpg at gmail You can find us on the social medias at happyjacksrpg. We're on Facebook. We have. A Facebook fan page, a Facebook community, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. Um, we also have really active communities on our forum, which is happyjacks.org slash forum and happyjacks.org slash discord if you want to chat in like real time with people. Um, and if you are listening to the podcast of the show, you can also watch us live at happyjacks.org slash live. And if you're watching us live right now, you already know that. Good job. You worked it out. <laughs> yeah. But good for you. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, um, 
Easy Roll of Dice Company has another really cool Kickstarter happening right now. Um, this time they are launching their large leather light dice bags, and they have some awesome graphics on the front, as well as the ability to hold around 400 dice. That's many hundreds. That's yeah. amazing. I want to go to there. Right? I need I, I need that so badly. I have so many like <laughs> different dice bags uh -huh. for different things, yeah. and it's like, oh god, the oh. dice I really wanted are in that one. And so then that, you, like all of them. And then it's nice and heavy, and you can weaponize it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I didn't even yeah. think of that. Yeah. Well, a flail. Flail style. Well yeah. yeah. All right. Um, and they, they look really cool. You can check it out by going to easyrollerdice.com slash bag. Um, and you'd think before now someone would have created something really amazing. Uh, dice bags, but they really aren't that many great bags on the market right now. So mm -hmm. Easy Roller Dice is, you know, doing their campaign to change all that. So breaking out of the mold. Again, that's easyrollerdice.com slash bag. Not slash douchebag slash bag. That's yeah. That's me. a completely different Kickstarter. Yeah, we are the douchebags. Yeah, as is they uh, have sack. Yeah. But if you would like to donate to the Happy Jacks douchebag <laughs> Kickstarter, <laughs> you can just send all your money to me. Yeah. Bobcat in the chat room totally took a idea. He's like a weapon of mass destruction. Yes. yes. Well done. Uh, well done. Oh, I love you, Bobcat. Bobcat. Love you. Uh, uh. Yes. <laughs> mm. I, Really starting out, starting out real strong here. Right, I feel I like feel I'm it. not even being like I'm not even making fun of it. Like we really are. Yeah. No, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a better person changed. for having heard that. Like, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah <that's... laughs> no, nothing, nothing could go wrong. With that. <laughs> <laughs> Max just like, oh god, what have I done? I made a huge mistake. <laughs> okay, let's see. There's this drinking horn because we just yeah. pour the beer. Yes. Together. <laughs> hey, Do that. That's all right. It's not, it's not like you're going to roll worse <laughs> than a three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. I hate you so much. Okay. Oh, man. So. Is there a story there? You yeah, yeah. Uh, I just roll like shit in one of our games. It's amazing. It's yeah, like, it's seriously a superpower how badly I roll in that yeah, game. PBT a game. She rolled two dice. Got a one and a two. Every and I was time. like, hey, re-roll it. You'll probably do better, better. than a three. Got, guys. got a two. Ah, uh, yes. And this happened like four times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there is, there's a great uh, PTBA game where you get experience every time you fail. Yeah, a lot of them do um, that. And so... Almost all of them. Yeah. That's, that's like... It is, yeah. except when you it's really want it. Like, cool. <laughs> it's the participation trophy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it makes you, you get better so that you... you yeah. But you only get better if you roll well. <laughs> no, yeah. you only get you get better if you suck well, at rolling. It's right, no, no, but if you have amazing powers because you keep leveling up but you keep rolling like shit, it doesn't matter. You still can't use this <laughs> awesome <laughs> shit that you bought. Exactly. Oh, man. But it's hilarious. It is. And it that's almost for, worth it. It makes for a very entertaining... Oh, man. ...television... Some of, some of my favorite characters I had very early on were just the worst <laughs> and just in, were intentionally sucked at it. Right. Um, yeah. Oh, there's Mutant Chronicles game. I forget what the character's name is now, but he was like a drug addict. And I took, I intentionally took major minuses to uh, all of my skills. Yeah. I, I kept, I keep trying to fail at magic in Interpol <laughs> X and I can't. I have a minus one to roll it and I'm a wizard. Yeah, I love taking major flaws, mm, but mm, I also mm. love playing horrible characters, which we'll get into hopefully oh, later, yeah, so because that's part of the topic. Mm. Of the topic. I, I love, I love I playing like horrible Mac characters. Mac desperately too. trying to steer us back on course. Well done, Mac. Thank you. <laughs> so, yes. Um, she, she just wants to go home eventually. <laughs> oh, man. I no, there's just not enough liquor in this you know, blah, 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 well, vicinity, <laughs> and so I have to go raid it in the house. In, yes. in the other room, I think there's, there's, there's more dudes. Well, we have the whole shelf up there. Oh, what? yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. Yeah! Woo! High five! Forever. Yeah! Well, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I missed the two and a half hour episode, so uh, we're going. We're, yeah. this, this is going to be a callback to that. 
like collaborative storytelling. And it, it gets tiring after a while a little bit. So I was actually a little... I was sad when she died, but I was also like a little glad that she mm. died. I feel a little better now, though, because <laughs> my character was part of the reason that your character died, because she just didn't help you at all. That's okay. She went in for eating other vampires and stuff. She did. You know, Diablerie, mm-hmm. and, and was kind prince. of... You hated her anyway. Also another fucking Albert type right. of character, too, so you're like, God damn it! Now I there's two of them! There's two of these gangrels! <laughs> God damn it! Hurting gangrels! God damn it! But I think <laughs> that, I, oh man, there needs to be like a hurting gangrels like uh, uh, meme or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things that's really sparked up engagement, either uh, as the GM or some uh, games that I've been part of, are when the characters all had some kind of tie-in right from the beginning. Yeah. Like one of the things I've come to despise as a DM is everyone makes their characters at home, comes to the first session. Yeah. It says who their character is and how they're an awesome loner wolf and at what point all of their family was killed off. And, <laughs> and then, here you go, deal with my character. Oh, I right? have no family. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, everything uh, Everything I do is awesome and I don't need any of you losers. Right. Um, but systems like a lot of the PBTA games and other games where you have like background questions tied in as, as part of character creation is like, how do you know these other characters? Not right. do you know them, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, you don't have to like each other, but having a little bit of a tie-in of, like, oh, yeah, somebody uh, w- was the prosecuting attorney when your mom went to prison, and, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, that kind of background stuff is interesting, right. and it tends to in- engage you in these little story hooks that are now a part of the story, um, and it's and it matters to you personally, not this, like... Well, I'm the son of the baker, and I'm going mm-hmm. to take up arms and defend my uh, town. Like, uh, okay. Right. Mm-hmm. You get that sort of thing also in, like, L5R really hard. Mm. Yeah. Because you have the clans, and then you have the families. So if you're the same family, you definitely know each other. Oh, that's yeah. If you're the same clan, you might know each other. But you're going to work together, probably, and yeah. probably, like, at least attempt to get along. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it, it can... It, <laughs> right, yeah. so it, it can it can establish those connections, yeah. and but you can do that even outside of those systems because a yeah. lot of the games that I've run, like Phoenix Dawn Command and Werewolf the Wild West, like they don't really have that baked into character creation. But mm-hmm. I usually ask players separately and say, "Hey, I need you to give me some background about your character and you know dig in." And I usually come with like, "Here's the set of questions that I need to know," mm-hmm. and then that way it also gives me stuff in my arsenal later that I can dig up if it seems like. Hey, this this player needs a little more love and attention. Here's oh, yeah. something I can pull up. Like, usually something really traumatic because I'm a horrible person. Sure, no, that's that's the best thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, oh, yeah, that's I love responding with fuckery and something's traumatic. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I mean, when when I'm running D and D or Mage or, or Shadowrun or something now, I I have a whole bunch of like background questions that people can pick and say. Okay, you and blank did such and such together, yeah. and like just little things like that that you can take to any game. It's not system specific yeah. um, because it doesn't depend on any particular rule mattering or whatever. It's just it's just in a, a thing to engage you in who your character really is and what and do the they other want. People at the table, yeah, too. yeah, exactly. I think when you did our our off camera Eberron game, like mm-hmm. our first game gaming together before we did anything with Happy Jacks together, um, you brought. Um, uh, I think they were the 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 Star Wars PBTA questions, yeah. and like it's super easy to just pull those from a PT- PBTA book and get those connections because I think that helps people get started and they have that, or their characters at least have that emotional tie 
to each other that keeps them more invested in the story long term. If everybody's just out to get the loose and, you know, gold and stuff like that, you're going to have trouble. And they are. <laughs> race, race, chug, 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 chug. Sorry. I should have muted that. It's waterproof. <laughs> <laughs> it's very specifically waterproof. It was a speed attention to foam. Yes. I just edited so many versions of that that were not okay to say out loud. It probably would have been okay. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I want to hear them. Turns out I do have no gag reflex. Yeah. <laughs> I'm we interested. We always... Yeah. <laughs> Is there a newsletter? Yeah. <laughs> That was a, a line in Tappy's old show. He used to shout that out to a whole crowd of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it turns out, after 10 years of saying it, it's actually true. <laughs> but, oh um, yeah, amazing. Uh, but I think that's, uh, you know, a great way to keep them interested from the start. I think, you know, talking to your players ahead of time and making sure they're interested in the concept you've come up with. Yes. That's, I think that's huge because I've had, I've heard, and we've heard a bunch of stories where people are coming to the table, they're expecting one thing and they get something completely different. Mm -hmm. So try and communicate with them ahead of time because that would suck if you're sitting down for, oh, you know, you're going to play D&D and then suddenly like the DM's like, oh, we're playing D&D, but it's Eberron and it's like a totally different flavor. That's a really different, yeah, Yeah. like like if you're going to sit down and run, um, you know, Mage or Shadowrun for people, that's great, but tell them like, okay, we're going to run Shadowrun at this really low level power level, mm-hmm. you know, very mm-hmm. lo- low um, build points, and we're going to be coming up from the streets, and we're going to have, like, knives and zip guns to get started. Nice. And, like, and everyone can go, mm, not sure that's my thing. I I want a bazooka. Right. You know, like, oh, okay, well, let's adjust this <laughs> so everyone can have fun. Bazooka, please. Yeah. Yeah, yeah set so, expectations with that, and there's a lot of genres within everything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, well, for me, like, engagement, like, just kind of talking about what engagement is mm-hmm. and that is like the the players giving back right that's mm-hmm. energy like giving back or, or time or whatever it's not like some woo bullshit but yeah. like they 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 want to do more they're giving you more about their characters they're they're pushing the plot or pushing their characters angles and and how you do that and i i may have talked this talked about this on the show before but it's really relevant so i'm mm-hmm. going to do it again do it um is there are these positive psychologists that are hired by video game companies to study this exact thing. Mm -hmm. Because getting engaged in a video game is how you make millions upon millions of dollars. And so there's one in particular that I really like. Her name is Jane McGonigal. Mm -hmm. Of course you like the professor named McGonigal. Come on! She's also an education... uh, uh, What do you call it? Like... Mm, helps people yeah. set up education programs. Yeah. I mean, stuff. she's yeah. she's feckin' brilliant. Yeah. Um, and so she has this this kind of uh, map of engagement or concept of engagement that she calls the four pillars of engagement. She has like a bunch of TED talks on this stuff like this, and people should look it I up. It's totally great. Gone Do you know this one? Staff development and watch. Yeah, this yeah, lady. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> this is so this is super important. This <laughs> is really 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 good. Yes. So the four pillars of engagement are the feeling of being good at something useful work to do, the feeling of being a part of something bigger, Mm -hmm. and hanging out with people you like. If you get those four things to your player group, they will 100% just like be in with you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what do these things mean in the concept of RPGs? Like uh, the feeling of being good at something, that's giving them things that they can actually like tasks or challenges that they can actually get over and use the skills that their players are good at, right? Kind of like the uh, personalize the story to the character, bring unique things about their character to the forefront. Yeah, yeah. Like, the things about their character that's good, that they want to move forward, um, they uh, make sure they get to do that. And then they can feel good about 
you know, what the, that their character is good at things. Um, we talked about this way back with D&D, like, what is an effective character? Well, effective is a, moving the story along, but also, like, getting that feeling of success. Right. Then useful work to do. The things they do need to actually have impact on the game. If, if they're just on the rails, and they're going through a dungeon, and, you know, it's, it's one, two, three, four, five, and they're just going through it, and eventually they'll, they'll get to the end of this dungeon and get the thing. But what they're, then they move on to the next one, and it doesn't matter that they did the dungeon, just the loot they had. And then they go to the next one, just collecting loot. That isn't very engaging. That isn't interesting. When it feels like the things you're doing has real effect upon the game, or real effect for your character story, mm-hmm. then people <clears throat> want to move forward. They want to, mm-hmm. oh yeah, and then I can do this, and then I can right. do no, this. One, one caveat I'll add to that, though, is it, like I, I played in one where it was basically a dungeon crawl, and we were doing all this stuff, but it was almost like our dungeon crawl was the background, and the, at the forefront, in the middle of every combat, whatever, was the fucking drama between our characters. But, but see, and, and that was fun. It was so like, the purpose of the dungeon crawl was moot, basically, but we had that drive right. to uh, to engage in that way because we had this... And know. that also is part of that hanging out with people you like. Mm-hmm. Because the drama, interpersonal drama you're doing is also like you and your friends hanging out and yeah. doing wacky shit together yeah. while you're doing this dungeon crawl. So having a, a group where everybody likes each other is really, really fucking important. Yes. And where and if people don't know each other, maybe try and like meet at a bar or something or, or do whatever yeah. to in order to have that group mesh. Yeah. yeah. Like I think tying back to what Jason was saying about having that group character creation. Yeah. Like that's a great thing. Like get some beers, get a pizza or whatever yeah. you know you want mm-hmm. and do that character creation together because that's a great bonding experience for right. the yeah. people too. Yeah. I mean to, to me the greatest sin committed by RPG groups is making characters separately. Yes. That's. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just. It's. I've seen it crash and burn so many times, and making characters together almost never crash and burn. Like mm-hmm. it's almost always worked. Mm-hmm. The, at least been successful for yeah. them. And being conscious, if you add people later down the road about the engagement, uh, I joined a D and D weekly biweekly group for a while, and um, the players have been playing together for so long already and had so much character background and story that when we got there. It was mostly just hack and slash stuff. It wasn't actually any of what we were expecting it to be. And again, it goes back to expectations. And we came in and everybody else already kind of knew what was going on, but there wasn't a lot of work done to integrate us into that world. So Mm -hmm. we finally backed out, which is another thing that I think is worth bringing up is sometimes... Sometimes a player just isn't going to be engaged. Mm -hmm. And giving them an easy out is a better thing. Some people... like. You can try and work with them, but if it's going to be forced or they're going to be unhappy or it's a lot... Like, also give them the option, like, hey, you know, I'm not sure if you're having a good time. Do you want an out? Yeah. And and don't make it a big thing if somebody... If it's not their thing. Well, and also in, in that example, you have a lot of, like, what feels like useful work... Like hack and slash doesn't feel like useful work. And it to you. wasn't, and we kept and getting so like, TPKs. I am. Just, it's like, <laughs> what is whoa, happening? Totally not engaged. Totally not engaged. TPK. Yeah. Do not have the feeling of being good at something. Right. You're right. not hanging out with people you like. Yeah. So of course you're like, this is not my thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, th- I'm, there's there's definitely more than just this formula. But like looking at it through this lens, mm-hmm. like, I can absolutely see why you guys are like, eh, it's been yeah. swell, yeah. but swelling's gone down. Well, yeah. and that's it's such a big thing to the point where. Um, 
when I got a chance to talk to uh, Keith Baker about Phoenix Dawn Command, because I was running that game for a while, that was part of that game was born out of issues from D and D campaigns where they felt like the characters didn't yeah. matter or they died, which is irrelevant. And he that game is built to be important big character moments. That's why you can only level up by dying is because it has to be meaningful. Yeah. Right, right, right. And that's that's the the last one, the feeling of being a part of something bigger. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's huge. You have to be integrated into this world and being a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And and definitely that makes people just like, yes, I oh, I died. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Cool. That was great because it was a game where I intentionally had to find ways to get the players to die, but I had to do it so they died about an equal number of times mm-hmm. relevant to each other, and it was really, really hard. Yeah. So kind of like Paranoia? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a really fun challenge. Paranoia is a lot of fun. I haven't played Paranoia in 20 years. Yeah, the, the system isn't good, but the, no, the story it's an old is. One. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. it's a fun... Yeah, anyway. I think tying back to what Mac was saying a second ago about giving them an out, I think like there's you can give them an out like to leave, but I think it's also an option to give them an out for their character. Because... Kind of like it kind of reminded me of like the story I was telling at the beginning. Like Adrian died, my character died. Spoilers if you haven't watched that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long time ago, so too bad. Um, but it coming back as a totally new character really kind of revitalized my interest in that game, and I got to see it through a different lens and react uh, yeah. and act with all the characters in a different way. So if someone like has just been playing a character too long, or they made a character that just doesn't really you know mesh well, and they're not just not having fun with it give them the option, like, talk to them and be like, hey, does this character need to go away? Like, they could die or yeah. go mm-hmm. away in another way. Or, or change yeah. and, and yeah. Well, like, uh, I was playing in a, a D&D campaign and I was playing an elf and um, I really wanted to play a shifter character. I felt really bad that I hadn't rolled one up and he's like, well, let's find a way in the story to basically have it be that she swaps over to this. So my character oh, actually yeah. had an arc that eventually ended cool. her up. So she wasn't technically that, but had the mechanics of it so that I could play what I actually wanted yeah, to play. Cool. And nice. it worked out really well, and it was a really great story arc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. We, I had the same thing in my Apocalypse World game, where one of my players, she really wanted to like be a, a magic user, but in Apocalypse World there isn't really yeah, that, something like that. Yeah. So she was playing a savvy head and was... was having fun, but really, really wanted to make a, a magic user, and so her character uh, got annihilated at one point and then came back as some weird hologram ghost magic thing that oh, could awesome. then use magic. Nice. That's fun. Yeah. 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 And, was, and was attached to a hologram projector that one of the other characters had. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. Uh, that's rad. I think that's important, like, in addition to, like, the pillars, which I totally love. The it's super yeah. good. But, folks, yeah, if, like you haven't, if you haven't seen Jane McGonigal's TED Talks, yeah. you, go they're, look they're her up. They're fucking dope. Um, but I think yeah. you also need, like, like variety. You need that change. Because anybody's oh, going to yeah. get bored. Even if you've got those four pillars, like, yeah. duh, like yeah. the same thing all the time yeah. or being the same character <laughs> for too long with no change, with no arc. Yeah. Is gonna get people right. disinterested. So, like, have the pillars, but also like have a story that involves like their character right. changing in some way. Yeah, characters should be three dimensional. Yeah, absolutely. And and if you play for three years, which is a very long time to play, you With should. Stork. <laughs> yeah, I, I Stork is great. I love Stork. <laughs> I, I have to add to the first time uh, I had a DM offer for me. Like at, at one point, I had made a character. And I was kind of having fun with it, and I was like, man, I really wish I'd made a wizard. We don't yeah. have a wizard. I was, I, like, it was my first time playing D&D, and I was like, I just picked up, because it was D&D 3.5, mm-hmm. and, and I picked up something, and I was playing it, and it was kind of fun. I was like, but man, and then, so finally I read, like, the rest of the player's hand, and I was like, oh, man, this wizard stuff sounds cool. Yeah. Uh, 
And I was like, hey, I, I think I want to like retire this character or something. And the first, this is the first time I had a DM go like, do you want to kill him off? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, that sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like some drama. Yeah. Like, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. And and um, you know, suddenly it was a, a much more interesting story to me. Yeah. And and so they and those last couple sessions, knowing that was the arc of the character, but no one else at the table knew, yeah. and I knew I was going to have the sacrifice moment. I was like, oh, I was so excited to, to go yeah. through that, and it was well. And then you get yeah. to like hear about your character from like another person's yeah. perspective. Like it's so yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. So I think I, I think all of that is like a really great way to kind of uh, keep players engaged, or if you're seeing them kind of. Their engagement dwindling, like things you can do to kind of revamp it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, buy alcohol. Or alcohol. Yeah. That's kind of our. <laughs> yeah. Just get it liquored up and say, keep rolling dice, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> do it. Oh, man. Okay. When can I play in one of your games? <laughs> uh, sooner than Soon. you may think. Definitely, you should check out Razor Ridge, actually, if you haven't followed it. It's, yeah. it's a really No, good. I totally I have followed it. It's a Happy Jacks <laughs> game online. I've. Well, absolutely. Monster Hearts coming up. I told you about yeah. that. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, I, I don't think we've officially like announced. I wasn't sure if I was allowed to say I anything. Am, about I am. I am so yet. in for that. I am who, who so in for that. Did I did that I message game. you back about that? Uh, I will do both. You, you have to not be, not be able to do it. Oh, no, no, I totally. Right. Into that. <laughs> Especially now that Max says she's going to call you her bitch. Yeah. I call everyone no. my bitch. To be no. fair, so no. What are you talking about? What? Yeah, but that that is happening, and it's going to be good time. That's going to be awesome. And I and I already have some thoughts about the time frame setting we're going to be in. Yeah, well, that's exciting. So it's not. I mean, we've done like we've mentioned it a couple times. We haven't done artwork or official announcement yet, but it's going to be taking the place of Interpol X on Mondays. So yep. very exciting. Mondays. I'm super stoked. Monday, I've only played. Monday. Monday. I haven't gotten to run yet. So well, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's yes. Yeah, it turns out yes, it, it turns out I can't afford traveling, so oh, okay. I'm gonna be here on. <laughs> so monster hearts. So monster hearts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, um, before we jump in, can yeah. I dibs the second email? Because I was here for the original conversation. Sure. Yes, I will. Uh, if that's all right with everybody, I will. I will make a notation. Okay, Jason, thank you. On the second email. Dibs. Wait, um, aren't you gonna do that one anyway? Because I've. The first well, I don't one. Know if Kimmy was going to well, read the. Well, she already no. did. No, no, that's not. She well, no, did, you next did the email. block C. Oh my god! Just there leave something <laughs> for me. <laughs> let me do, let me do the hosting. Happy. Let me do the hosting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next part, we talk about games people played this week. So oh, who's played games uh, or run games this week? Can't think of it. Ready anything. go. That's your <laughs> <laughs> We played Tales from the Noob. It was loopy. It yes, okay. Oh, I thought you said Tales from the Noob. Tales from the Noob, <laughs> where everybody is dumb and has never played a role-playing I mean, game before. Our characters are like 14, so they are, I mean, yeah. that's like a literal noob. Yeah, I'm having a really fun time with that game, although I'm having, uh, I don't want to spoil anything, I'm having a little trouble with my footing in that, just because I was out for the first session because mm. I put it in my calendar wrong, and oh, no. I was like, hey, you guys ready for tonight? And I'm like, I'm in Florida right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I came up with the reason why my character was out, mm. and that's kind of affected everything. But everything's been right into it, and nice. it's just—I don't know. She's a, she's an interesting character. She's sort of in my wheelhouse, but also not. Mm. I don't that's know. Good. But she has a pet rat, so it's fun. Yeah. That's, that's, that's often how I make a character. Is like, what have I not done before? Yeah. yeah. I want to do the thing I haven't tried before. 
Or I sit at the table and I'm like, oh, what is everyone else doing? I'm going to do something different than that. Yeah. That's the other way, too. Yeah, I mean, she's a little bit mopey teenager, which I've done before, but she's got sort of a different edge to her, which uh, I'm really looking forward to exploring more. But right now we're too busy fighting uh, maybe robots, aliens underneath the crust Earth people. We, we don't know yet. Yeah. Nice. God damn it, Dave. I got to uh, sub in on Kurt's uh, Hollowed Plains uh, Vampire Ooh. of the Dark Ages game, which was super fun. I got to play a Nosferatu. At, um, oh! So it was very fun. Did I just want to say, you know, subbing in means a totally different thing in my head. Oh, I'm sure it does. Oh, right. Yeah, that's not, <laughs> that's not, that's not what I did. Just so long as you didn't have under, a list. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> just so long as you didn't have a lift. I didn't, but I was playing <laughs> Scully's like great, 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 great human grandmother. So, like, were you wearing a wedding dress? I was not. Although I might have been. I don't think I specified what I was wearing. <laughs> but I was, I was, I was super like this, and I was, I talked like this, and all the whole time, I was like the most obnoxious thing. Mm. It was amazing, and I somehow managed like win like like the three hour window to like get the prince to like owe me a favor. And because I had information they needed, because Kurt was like, "Here, because I was basically playing an NPC who's like a real person for one day." So he's like, "Here's the information your character knows," and I'm like, "I will be queen of everything <laughs> in three hours. <laughs> Vampire with no like <laughs> game I have to worry about next time. No I will own it all. Still a venture. Um, it was. I, although I love doing crossover characters or having integrations with like yeah. some of the other realms of Happy Jacks. Oh yeah. Which apparently Razor Ridge is becoming like the home for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much crossover now with like all the games and like the it's just it's very fun. Yeah. And um, a I, lot of fanfic happening. I, <laughs> I also play Wait, in Tales from the yeah. Loop, <laughs> which, <laughs> which we're having. A, I, I'm having a lot of fun with that. Why? My my character is sort of uh, like just what's on the tin, like which is such an interesting experience for me. Of like he just like hard on his sleeve, just is exactly what he seems to be. Triangles. Uh, yeah. And and it's so fun doing like just playing a character like that. But I also had a lot of fun on Saturday mm -hmm. doing this masks one shot. Yes. And, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And I mean masks is so much fun anyway. Oh, yeah. But we yeah. had um, <laughs> we had our new player in uh, Jay Jay Holtham. He's awesome. And um, he he did really well. But the whole group was just like. Such a hoot! I'd never gotten to play with Kurt Hanna before. Yeah, um, Kurt so is fun. so that was wild, and and um, just the <laughs> the game was so goofy and weird. And honestly, it took like I had kind of an idea of what I was going to do, and then it just went buck wild. And right. I was like, "Guess I'm just going to roll with this." As PBTA does, yeah. you're like, "All right, yeah, I guess this is the story. Yeah. Now. This is <laughs> this is what's happening. This yeah. is my life now. Yeah. Okay, um, yeah, it was it's fine. just everything's fine. <laughs> That's what I love about it. Yeah. I know it's awesome. Um, and then you know, also having uh, players like like uh, Nick and Adam who are you know just yes anding the shit out of that. It's so fun. it's just. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I will play Masks at the drop of a hat. I think it's the perfect one-shot. I was actually tweeting about this this week. Was uh, it's, it's super easy to pick up. It's got story hooks right mm -hmm. in the build. Like, it's just great. And it makes a decent campaign, too. But, yeah, um, ugh, yeah it's so it's much fun. It's a super fun system. Yeah. Yeah. I, have, I have learned that I don't like to run superhero games, but I love playing superhero mm. games. Yeah. Oh, don't tell the others. But I think Crash is my favorite from Tales from the Loop. No, that's so sweet of you to say. I don't, I don't, 
it's a secret for you and everyone else on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, guys, it's our secret. Wink. Yeah. <laughs> Don't the tell wink anybody. was for you listening to the podcast at home. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we played Ten Candles on Saturday. Yes. Oh, how'd that go? It was super fun. It was. Yeah. It was definitely interesting. It was way shorter than I expected it to be once it got going. But we were also, also rolling horribly. Yeah. Well, we were also <laughs> rolling really bad. Although, man, we're. Kimmy, you and I are almost always antag- ant- antagonistic towards each other. We are. Like, every game that we mm. played. Yeah. Because, uh, let's see, because we played another fantasy game, and you were really happy, and my character was like, oh my god, please leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think we've ever played characters that actually get along, which is funny, because we get along really well in real life. I know, it's so funny. But I think part of that is, like, what I was saying a minute ago about me being like, oh, what are they doing? I'm going to do something different. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, you're going to be happy? I'm, I'm the most morose angry. person yeah. ever. But here's the thing about playing with trust is, like, I would never RP an antagonistic relationship with somebody I didn't know very well. Right. Or, oh, or, see, or, I or would, but trust. I no, don't No, no, I totally have. Right. Like, in our fourth edition <laughs> like game with Claire. <laughs> so antagonistic you, all the time. you knew her. I did know her. I did. I knew it would fluster her, and it was hilarious. That is not what Jason's saying. Jason's like, I don't want to antagonize people I don't know. You say, I know Claire, and I want to make her angry. Is the opposite of what he's saying. Opposite opposite thing, Dappy. But Ten Candles ended up being like a really fun game that's weirdly crazy collaborative, where it's less of a GM and more of just somebody kind of moderating what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so easy to just kind of. Play, you don't really have to have a lot to go off of to play it. it yeah, it feels almost like like reading it. It feels almost like more of a party game it for is. people it, who are it, good it at totally improv yeah. than a role playing game that we would expect a role playing game to be. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and then that whole loop with uh, the beginning oh, of it. What if you had to take a shot every single time a candle went out? Then we would have been dead in real life too, <laughs> and not just in the game. Yes. Everybody takes a shot, or the last person standing. Yes. 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 Well, I think that was one of the things, too. Like, I want to play again because I feel like we got the vibe of it later in the game because mm-hmm. I think we were sitting down expecting more of, like, a role-playing game experience, and it yeah. did end up being more yeah. of a party game. Right. It was still super fun, but we were thinking super strategically. Like, there's certain mechanics in the game. Oh, where right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like you get to burn things and you get, like, extra things, and we were like, oh, we're going to save them for the end, and then at the end you're like, oh, I can't really use these at this point. So that's one of the reasons the game went so fast, because these saves you're supposed to be able to use, we couldn't use at that point because we'd, like, waited too long. Right. I was looking for excuses to use mine, though. (laughs) Yeah. See, I was actually actively looking, but I wasn't finding a good spot because I was... I was looking for it, but because it was so collaborative, yeah. it it is a game that actually does encourage you to kind of be like, I'm going to fuck off and do this thing over here, but... I didn't want to do that, even though I'm like, I really want to burn cards because fire's awesome. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Fact. it was it was something I'd probably paper. do a little bit differently next time. Mm-hmm. But for the first time around, it was really fascinating, mm-hmm. and it it's so open world that yeah. you know we went from a movie theater to finding a military base to going to the Las Vegas Strip to yeah. finding. A convoy to another military base. <laughs> yeah, and, it's crazy. But knowing your character's going to die at the end anyway removes all real stakes from it. You oh, can yeah. kind of just fucking be whatever you want. Kind of. At least I, I felt that way. Like, I was yeah. like, no, I wasn't stressed about, like, winning, quote unquote, mm. or fighting the bad guys. It was like, well, if my character dies, that's the point of this game. Let's just make it cool. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's that, that anticipation of, like, 
when was it going to happen? It's like it's like when you watch a horror. I, I suck at watching horror films. I hate them. <laughs> oh, I I detest I, horror films. Yeah, I'm so bad at that. I'm the one who's like yelling, "No, no, don't walk in there! You're stupid! You deserve to die for walking in there!" Like I get so angry. I yell. It's not pretty. And I, I feel like I had that same kind of like nervous tension with this game, where like I knew what was going to happen. It was super predictable what was going to happen, but I didn't know exactly how it was going to happen, so I was very stressed out the whole time. That's in a fun so way. funny, because I was so not stressed. But, but I'm, a, horror I'm a big horror fan, yeah. and I'm like, mm. let it begin. Yeah. <laughs> Can I be the killer? I want to be the yeah. monster, please. Yeah. And yeah. me, I'm like, oh no, I'm going to yell until she makes the right decision and doesn't end up dying in the end, and that never really actually works with movies, because they're already finished. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Shocking that I know that. All right. Excellent. <laughs> the more you know about horror movies. The more you know. Okay. G.I. Um, Joe. <laughs> also right. a horror movie. Did you see that? Mm. 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 You mean horrible. Horror. Yeah. No, it was a horror movie. That's the kind of thing that gives me nightmares. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> bad. <laughs> the fact that that gets greenlit. Yeah. <laughs> they give All right. me money. First email. Ready? Go Tappy. Okay. Go Tappy. All right. A success story. A horror story. And a confession. From Dave from New York. Because we do not do enough silly voices. Anymore. Anymore. Hello, Jackers. <laughs> I'm writing in with a GM success. Und. Wait, <laughs> it's not German. Oh, uh, story. <laughs> slash confession. All right, I'll start with the success. In which I lay claim to victoriously letting a group together and running a D&D 5e campaign up to 8th level. Okay, that by itself is deserving of... Uh, yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, well done. Uh, at which time... They emerged happy from many dungeons and slew an adult black dragon in its lair after much preparation in the destruction of its supporting evil cult. I was inspired to DM my first time by HJRPG, and I got six players to get together once or twice a month, or for about two and a half years. You're a fucking hero. Yeah. I feel like my ability to multitask engage lots of people's desires, and yes and was honed already by teaching. And I was used to being the one doing a lot of the talking (laughs) slash directing the action. What do you think? Do you think that's true, Jason? Yes, and are you regretting your choice yet? (laughs) Oh, yeah, totally am. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, it was great fun. You have permission to walk it back. (laughs) Why? I just, if you want to. (laughs) I am committed. That's your That's Jason saying your Scottish accent is terrible and it's hurting my ears. I didn't say that. (laughs) Of course it's terrible. As Motherfuckers. Yeah, accent should be. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah. I'm not supposed to swear anymore, am I? You can. Oh, okay, Is that good. a thing? No. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, why? We really? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I've been told I swear too much. There's this between, like. <laughs> and then I showed up. Not so, having yeah. other words, and then. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I love that Tappy's been the clean one this, this, right? this one episode ever. All right, now that's fucking ending. Done now. Yeah, fuck hey! you, you fucking fuck. He's going to start sprinkling All right. it into the email. It was fucking great fun, and one of my fucking players, who is full of artistic creativity, got so into it that they had taken over the campaign, and so I could start a Coriolis game. Motherfucker, Coriolis campaign? Or Coriolis game? From the same publisher, and similar system to Tears from the Loop. Yay, insert. And Mutant Year Zero, which is also going great at this time. With the D&D campaign and my friend's hands, I rolled up a bard <laughs> to join the party <laughs> and sing songs of their greatness. <laughs> sing bard again. <laughs> Say it again. Say it without laughing. Yeah. Stop laughing. 
What greatness? No bard. Bard. <laughs> I rolled up a bard yes. to join the party. <laughs> oh boy! And sing songs of their greatness. And from there comes the horror story. Have a drink. Oh God! We we just started the horror story. It's like literally not. Oh here man! Yet. I need another beer. Do thing. All right. All right. I spent two and a half years as a god, an experience which is not translating well to the player side of the game. I didn't care about the death of minions or even bosses. There was always another cult member ready to stiff up and take their place, or a monster to be summoned or hacked together Frankenstein style. Frankenstein? (laughs) (laughs) When I started to be the target of 86 breath weapons, however, I held on a little too closely to my precious character. And tried to ruse lawyer my way out of as much damage as possible. So I do want to say, like, if you have a thing that lets you avoid some damage, that's you should use the thing. Yeah, right? Right. Okay. I feel like there's probably some more information coming. Then. Maybe. When I have hummed it up, picking out songs to play on my iPod for each of my spells, speaking in a funny voice. Huh. And trying to use like? as much. Oh man, you haven't even heard. <laughs> <laughs> this is middle of the road. Oh god, where's the kaboom? <laughs> Can we recast Monster Hearts? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I won't be Scottish. Oh no, it's even it's so much worse than that. Um. A funny voice and trying to use as much as possible of the environment to earn D&D's inspiration mechanic. I got too obviously and vocally disappointed when the GM wasn't forthcoming with it. I confess I have been spotlight hogging. I think this is an after effect of anxiously over talking to fill up empty space as a GM. In our last session... I got petrified after failing a con save in the first five minutes of the game and spent the next two hours grumpy. Which is probably cosmic payback for the spotlight hogging, but doesn't play well alongside the other bad behavior I've had as a player so far. I feel like I've broken the don't be a douche aspect of the social contract from a previous email you fielded. It's not like I don't know I'm doing it, and I've apologized and tried to make up for it but it's hard changing roles slash gears. Any advice for a recovering GM trying to play nice? Dave from New York. P.S. Drink! Drink. Oh man, now I remember why we don't do that. (laughs) Because it's really hard. Just Um, long. I... Honestly, I have to give this guy so much credit for like horror storying himself. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And like self reflection. Yeah. There's some great yeah. like because C- like you're right. I bet you did probably irritate the people at your table, but the fact that you already know that yes. is gets you so much mileage or at least credit in my book well, because apologize. Uh huh. Actually said apologize. That was the first step right there. Uh-huh. Although now you've shown weakness. <laughs> and now they eat you. Yeah. <laughs> unless, unless you eat them first. Right. Right. I always advocate for eating them first. Right. Um, I mean, it's polite to go you first. Know, one thing that you get used to as being a GM is failing. Mm-hmm. You get used to losing. And I think that that is something that transfers over to a PC situation well. Mm-hmm. Is... Being okay with failing a dice roll. Like, when you're like, oh, well, I failed a con roll. Well, your guys get beat up all the time when you're a GM. Yeah. So it's like, 
cool. You can almost, like, for me sometimes when I play, it's almost like a disempowerment fantasy. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I'm I'm bad at these things, and let's see the drama that comes out of being bad at things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see, you know, failing has its own reward in role-playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Use and it so, to build your character. Right. Yeah. And so, as a GM who's trying to play nice as a player, use that. Mm-hmm. Use that ability to fail. Yeah. yeah. Um, Embrace to your advantage. failure. Yeah. Embrace yeah. failure. I think that it can be a hard step down, though, because, like, as a GM, when you're running and your, your characters fail, it's there's no real, like... Like loss there for you. You make them to fail. Yeah. Right. When you're on the other side of it, you're a player. There's that emotional investment where you expect or want to win. Yeah. Or not win, but like to succeed. See, like you, you, you want the, the, the feeling pillars. of being good. Yes. Yeah. Or yeah. The feeling, and, feeling of being good yes. at something. And honestly, a great DM, in, in the words of Vince Baker, is a fan of the players. Right. 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 right you right. are the player's greatest cheerleader. So when your bad guys fail, you are cheering for yeah, the party. Nice. Yeah. And that's awesome. That's yeah. a fucking awesome feeling. And I'll also say, like, I ha- I'm often have, I think I'm maybe a better GM than I am a player. And I think that's, sometimes that's just the case. Like, I, like you, you just, some people are going to gravitate towards one thing or the other. Yeah. I think I make really, like, static two-dimensional choices as a player. But as a GM, like, taking in what everybody else, you know, like, what everyone wants to have happen at the table is exciting to me. And seeing how all those things can be woven together is, I find it a lot more engaging. Mm-hmm. And I, it's probably mm-hmm. why I've, 90% of my experience in the last 25 years has been GMing. Yeah. Well, I think one of the things uh, you're a great example of, um, and I would disagree that you're not a great player. I love playing uh, in your games, but also with you as a player. But you have a great ability to translate your being a fan and cheering them on as a GM to being a player, where you are spotlight adjacent, where you are giving someone else the spotlight and helping to throw more focus on their character. Spotlight adjacent is a great term. We need to to write that down and remember it. (laughs) Someone in the chat room said that, so the spotlight adjacent thing, but but you bringing that up as, like, yourself is a good example. Like, with uh, Interpol X recently, you've been doing a great job of that with, like, Mike's character and, like, throwing, like, the... The spotlight to him when he needs that for his great, you know, demon transformation, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and things like that. So, so you can take that ability that you have as a GM that you're cheering on the players, but just do that as a player next to them instead right. of being like, "This is happening for you. I'm laying this out for you." Be like, "Hey, is this happening for you?" Sure, mm-hmm. and, and that's that's a bard's job too. Yeah, it's, right. it's like buffing other players and like singing their song. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, like you, like you a can, laser plated hero. Yeah, yeah. You, you can <laughs> embrace that. No, 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 a big white cast net. <laughs> that's, that's how it goes. That's I don't know what you're saying. But yeah, definitely <laughs> integrate that failure. I think sometimes failing is way more interesting mm. than the opposite. Almost and, every time. You know, right. for we make a lot of fun of Stork, obviously, because he rolls horribly. Yeah. I but don't even to, know how he does. I know, but to his credit. <laughs> When he fails, he accepts it, it, and then he fucking rolls it, and you're like, holy shit, and it makes it more interesting Mm. sometimes, because he just, like, my first experience playing with him was Moda Sin, and he would just roll shit in, I'm just like... What the fuck is this guy doing? You end up like glad. You're like, oh crap, I can't believe it. And then it just ends up so interesting. You're like, all right, this is awesome. This is better than I think it could have been if he like nailed that. Yeah, he was rolling shit horribly, and there were werewolves, and he was in a bathroom, and he's like, I'm just gonna roll with this, and he was like, (laughs) and it was just, and he kept failing, but it was so fucking entertaining and wonderful. (laughs) Bathroom fight. That was amazing. It was so good. Bathroom fight is the name of my next band. (laughs) 
Weirdly, um, it's already the name of my current baby. That's interesting. Yeah. Weird coincidence. Oh man, you need ballroom player. The, the, uh, the office to <laughs> patent trademark yeah. Dennis. Um, I think one of the other skills <laughs> you you develop as a GM is world building. Yeah. Right, That's especially right. in in PBTA games. Yeah. Um, and so if when you do all that world building for your characters, mm-hmm. you can use those skills to world build your character. You know, do all those things of like, why does your character like to do stuff? Why, is, you know, even not, not even just like, why is your character a bard, but you know, why does your character, or or what were the situations which your your character, you know, mm-hmm. arose? Like, did were their parents together? Like, did this, this character get beat by their father? Like, like what sort of trauma did they have that shaped them? And mm-hmm. and do that world building just kind of thing. Because what what I like is to to do the world world building that then affects everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but for fun and flavor, I'll just say real quick: give your characters different trauma from what you personally. Oh yeah, 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 yeah! Don't do that. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, do that. Don't <laughs> give them do your that. trauma. Yeah. Um, um, but you like one of my favorite things from my traveler campaign was I created like these five different cultures that I really tried to like make sense for a certain idea. Um, and so I, I, you know, and went so far as, like, invented, like, part of their language. And, you know, what do they eat? Like, what do they, like, what are the values of these different cultures? Mm-hmm. And so when the, when the characters come onto the culture, it feels real and it feels uh, uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with your, your character, like, put that in, like, give them that motivation that you're used to already doing. You already have all the skills as a GM. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can have the m- more interesting character or the one that other characters tend to latch on to because you have motivation to do stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was Cloak72 in the chat room who came up with Spotlight Adjacent. Oh, okay. I want to give credit where credit is due for that awesome term. Spotlight Adjacent. Spotlight uh, Adjacent. Can I just awesome. a quick aside? Uh, in third grade or whenever it was, I learned the word adjacent. Mm-hmm. I like sat straight up in my chair. I was like, Excuse me, that word again, please. And it's like that word has been one of my favorite words my whole life, mainly because it just sounds like my name, and I'm that full of myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great that you're that self-aware. Yeah. Wow. That was like, the first time you said, I w- "Do you have a newsletter? I would like to subscribe." Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. may I sign up for this word's <laughs> yeah. newsletter? I am. <laughs> this is relevant to my yeah. interests. Yeah. I would like people to I just like say to this word your newsletter. over and over. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do think one more thing in this e- email. I like that. The, that Dave is being self-reflective enough that he's like, hey, I, you know, I feel like I'm spotlight hogging, but some of that is from me trying to feel space as mm. a GM because that can be a habit that you get into. And I, I found that I've gotten into that habit because we are on the podcast. We don't want big empty spaces. Um, so while I'm playing here at Happy Jacks, it's, there's not a lot of dead air. Yeah. But I find myself going and playing other games offline where I am like, oh God, nobody's talking. And I start talking and then I'm like, oh, we don't have to be talking. Right. That's okay. Um, so uh, also a way, one way, uh, like a quick thing you can do to leverage accidental spotlight hugging while you're trying to wean yourself off of it is when you find yourself talking, try to turn your talking into in character asking questions of other characters. There you go. Right, like like having your character this bard like, well, I, I want to be able to sing your song when you die. You know, mm-hmm. te- you know, like tell me about yourself and like <laughs> drawing out the other characters. Oh my is, god. <laughs> Is a way that you can. I mean, maybe don't phrase it like that. No, but you should. <laughs> no, you should. I, I want to yeah. make a, a bar that does that. That all they um, want to do. 
when you die, I, <laughs> I want to sing your song. I want to get famous off of your story. So tell yeah, me yeah, your yeah. story because you're going to die soon. I once uh, I wrote up a bard who who was I wrote up a bard who was specializing in absolutely. Is there a game with all bards? Yeah, we done that. Damn it, yeah. Dave and Stork did it. What were you saying? Then? I, I was. I had written up a bard that had specialized in necromantic magic, uh. and had, had had this like tuvian throat oh. singing as it, you know, like these dirges of. Uh, oh man, I want to make a wizard who thinks he's a bard. Oh yeah. <laughs> That'd be the and best. If Jason plays it, it's gonna nail all its bard roles and just yeah. be like so, an amazing opera singer randomly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no skill with a negative. No, no, no. You'll have skill. I'll have skill in singing. Just no actual songs that do things. <laughs> just magic tends to happen yeah. when I sing. Yes. Oh, yeah. No bard class. For the win. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I don't remember. They had it like a super catchy. Dave and Stork did the, at the last, or a con ago, or two cons ago, where it was an all bard, bard game. And I'm trying to remember what it was. It was like, oh, bard, man, op- if it's not, bard if Apocalypse it's, or something. Oh, it was man, amazing. it wasn't Josie and the Pussycats? No, it was not that. Uh, I wouldn't remember that. That yeah. would awesome. I don't remember what it was. But they're going to do a run, one shot of it, so maybe the... Uh, I, I'm still dying to run it uh, all. I want to come. Oh, Embardable. I want to go to there. I want to play a bard. Yeah, again. Mission Embardable was the name. Mission oh. yes. Embardable. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, the puns! It's yes. so, good. so good. All right. Thank you so much for writing what? in, Dave. Uh, New awesome. York. Uh, next email, Jason. Okay. Why do so many players play evil PCs? From David in Tampa. Oh, um, all right. Dear Almighty Stu and the Mirthful Jack's crew. No funny voice. Are you saying my voice Almighty isn't funny? And happy Jack's crew. Uh, dear Almighty, I'm surprised you didn't just Kimmy. cross it out on the paper you gave us. If I paid much atta- that much yeah. attention, if I'd done the homework and done the reading ahead, it's of been time. so long since you've been Adrian. I know. <laughs> I'm losing my micromanaging skills. I <laughs> doubt <laughs> that. False. <laughs> false. 100% false. Survey says. <laughs> um, wow, that's old. That's me. <laughs> I am very old. Me too. Uh, I just finished listening to you read, discuss, run off on tangents, sum up, engage in a couple more tangents, <laughs> then finally end your conversation about my letter on season twenty-one, episode six, concerning social tr- contracts. You have listened to the show. Yeah. I, I was I was here answering this first email, which is why I wanted to dip was, this one. Was I there? Yeah, yeah, you. Were okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. It was awesome. Um, <laughs> oh, good. Um, and Mac was there too, actually. Yeah, yeah. I was. Creepy, lurking yeah. inside of all the mirrors in the room. <laughs> That's amazing. You, that. <laughs> you should do that all the time. <laughs> um, Who says I don't? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, yeah, Tabby and I have met for the first time yeah. this evening, yeah. so he's getting the full force of what <laughs> oh, you yeah, no, said. We deal are, with Mac. We are totally now best friends. It's yeah. totally cool. <laughs> did we just become best friends? Yeah, yeah. we did. Should I not be in the middle of this, or what's? Oh, no, sh- yeah, get out of the way. Oh boy. Okay. Um, so anyway, thank you so much for the kind words. I would like to report that the social contract I wrote and read to the players failed miserably. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I read. Oh, I remember this one now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. I like. I have so much empathy for you. Uh, kind GM uh, D- David, sir. Oh man, Florida um, man. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. rough. Okay. Well, anyway, well, let me get all the way through this. We're all going to have a lot to say, I think. So, um, all right. In fact, the game was canceled after one session. Oh. I had eight players all set to go at the store. 
I quickly reiterated some of the points about the social contract, most notably the sections about language, behavior, and that I was running a good campaign, like a good aligned. Right. right like good guys. Not, not uh, this yeah. needs to be good, you motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you will like my goddamn you. story. <laughs> right. uh, and you'll tell everybody how good it is. The importance <laughs> of this will be made apparent quickly. I had a mix of four experienced players and four people who had never played before. I asked the veteran players to help the noobs. Everyone agreed, and I started the adventure, which was a sandbox investigation style game. There were three factions asking the PCs for help, all of whom were intended to be sources of further adventures, uh, so were intended to be allies of the party. Probably. (laughs) Probably. The game quickly ground to a painful stop. One veteran player was a kinder, and therefore useless to moving any plot forward save for his own fascinations. The other three veteran players sat with their arms folded, looking at the inexperienced players, and the inexperienced players were just confused. I hate, HATE, all caps, to put players up on rails, but after a couple hours, I finally asked everyone if they would like to investigate the area to see if they could find any more information. Finally, the players flew into action. One, a veteran, walked up on a stranger in a bar who had been following them and threatened to set her afire. There. What? At the bar. In public. What? Unknown to him, she was an 8th level rogue, second in charge of the Thieves Guild, one of the three proposed allied organizations, and could slaughter him and the rest of the first level PCs without much effort. I decided not to TPK <laughs> just yet. You are, you are kind and benevolent. Um, yeah. They did not deserve your kindness, as you all will Be- hear in a moment. Benevolent or benevolent? Yes. 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 Is there a difference? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, the first major move by the PCs was an evil act threatening torture. It got worse. The town guard was also following them to keep track of their actions. The guard did this after giving them the mission and asking them to be discreet. This was also an organization that was intended to be an ally. When the group made a spectacle of themselves with a party member climbing a three-story building in daylight to sneak up on someone, the captain of the guard went to them to ask why all the shenanigans. That was when our most senior player, a friend of mine for 40 years, who was playing a lawful good cleric of Shalia, told the captain of the guard that he prayed to his deity that the captain be stricken with a disease about his genitals and anus. Wow. Ow. I don't know how no. I don't know how uh, good deities do it in your neighborhood, but that ain't it. You get <laughs> your cl- you get your cleric card revoked. Yeah, hardcore. Yeah, I, yeah. No, there's no there's no good way to do that. No. Uh, an evil act violating his PC's tenets of behavior and violating his deity. Wait, violating violating his deity is probably not the best way to say that. Well, unless he may d- as well have been doing it. Yeah. <laughs> unless the deity's into it. Consent. Consent is sexy, Consent. guys. Consent yeah. is sexy. Super. Mm-hmm. Um, I stopped the game, looked at him in disbelief. I have this this moment in my mind, like I can see it so yeah. clearly. Stopped the game, looked at him in disbelief, and asked why he would ever do that. He just shrugged. This is when you need a 400 dice bag yeah. to be able to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. please. Yeah. Uh, easy roller, please send that. Uh, <laughs> to this poor, poor man. Okay, but the pain continued. No one had fun, especially me. Yeah, how would you? I. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was a mess after the game. The next day, I discussed the events in the bar with the offending player. We ultimately decided that he wasn't a good fit for the game. 
because he saw the threat oh. as a good act. Capital G, like good aligned as a good character, a means justifying the ends kind of thing. No. Nope. That is expressly evil. That's like the definition yeah. of evil. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, you know, I want information out of you. I'm going to set you on fire, but in a good way. Right. Yeah, I, I like that the whole D&D alignment spectrum does not allow for much gray area. Right. No. Yeah, if you're right. going to use alignments in your game, you kind of got to stick with it. Then, yeah. Um, but, uh, let's see. <laughs> this is just so exhausting. Um uh, it means justifying the end kind of thing. My friend of 40 years hasn't contacted me since that night, oh. so I'm guessing he feels that this was his way of saying that we shouldn't be friends anymore. And I'm, that that saddens me. Yeah. Uh, like, genuinely, I'm not even yeah. being sarcastic Jesus. right now. Um, either way, two of the new players quit almost immediately. I right. lost four of the eight players, and I wasn't interested in running for two of the four players who were left, uh, so I folded the game. That's my GM horror story. And follow up to the social contracts. My question is, why do so many players insist on playing evil PCs? Why do they feel it's fine for their PCs to act in ways that any reasonable, real person would think was horrible, if not downright criminal? Again, thanks for all you do. David from Tampa. P.S. You know. I'm out of beer. There is a trickle. You get it out. (laughs) Pretend for the camera. All right, there we go. Um, So I have so much empathy for this moment. Yeah, I have I have many feels about why players insist on playing evil PCs. Can we we, before we jump into like the actual question they asked, um, like talking a little bit about the social contracts? Oh yeah. um, I I think that's a good place to start, and then we can get to their actual question kind of at the end. Having been a teacher for many years, when you come into a classroom with, like, a set of rules, it's not going to work. Like, I don't know. I mean, I I don't know exactly. I haven't listened to the the Mm. thing. Generally, what I do in my classroom is we come up with the rules together with a very heavy-handed guidance from me. (laughs) So it's like, rule number one, light things on fire. (laughs) Rule number two, booze for everyone. Rule number three, coke is a privilege, not a right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, sure. the, the context, the context for, for what we were uh, talking about in the email that got in was like, uh, the David wanted to write up a contract to because he's basically playing with a bunch of strangers, yeah. and to say like, I'm going to run this game. I'm not interested in having like um, rape and incest, mm-hmm. and um, I want the characters to be good, and you know, like talking about the thing, things that he was comfortable having in his game, right? Right, and it was a thing that he put out there, and everybody read it and went. Okay, I'm fine with abiding by this to play this game together. Yeah. Right? So that was the concept that he wanted to just be able to... And a, and a lot of people do this sort of thing, at least verbally, if not... Right. You know, like, I've, I've certainly said, hey, guys, this, this is a game where we're not about murdering people. This is a... Yeah. It's more focused on this thing. Or, or like, it's implicitly, or no, explicitly described in masks. Masks, yeah. You, you know? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not That's a game where people... Like, your characters aren't going to die. It's not the point of the story. Yeah. Right. And and you're going to build stress and, and tension in other ways. Yeah, and I'd just be interested more, like rather than coming and handing people something, like having a conversation about sure. that. Even if it's a strange, like that can be an interesting way to weed out people who are, because if you're like, oh, this is what I want, someone can read that and read it and interpret it in their own way. Yeah. Whereas if you have that conversation, you can kind of set those norms together. Yeah. Um, if you write them down as you go, like there's that kind of communal uh, buy-in. 
then and that you also clarify that everyone has the same understanding of mm -hmm. what everyone's writing down. You probably will end up with something because you're the GM and you can very much guide that conversation with the that's going to be similar to what you're going to hand them anyway. Yeah. But I have found that mostly when you hand someone a th list of things not to do, that's going to be the first thing they start thinking about doing. But not even like meaning to, but they're like, oh, I can't. I can't touch the cake in the middle of the table. Yeah, but I have I no can't. idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know why I but here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> no idea. I, it, at least in the context of this, what he's written here, mm -hmm. it doesn't seem like people rebelled. It seemed like they thought what they were doing was good. Right, because they, I think they didn't have the same understanding right. that that he thought they would have with that document. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I mean, I think that's something... I, like, we've had that happen in our games. And, like, it, it seems to be sort of the default. Like, the murder hobo trope is real and yeah. live. And, you know, people seem to think, like, the minute they become these characters in games that they can kind of do terrible things. And, I mean... I guess it works in comic books. Like, Batman goes around and beats the shit out of well, people to get information, but he's still a good guy? But, I mean, that's where you come into, like, a couple concepts. Like, for a lot of people, D&D is a empowerment fantasy. Yeah. Where they get to do all the things they never get to do. Mm -hmm. Well, it turns out, in polite society, mm -hmm. we can't do terrible, terrible things. Right. So, when it's like, you can do anything, and there's no literal repercussions upon you as a person, mm -hmm. especially, you know, well, I shouldn't say especially... Oftentimes, it's new players who do that just because they've never done it before. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, you get to know people when you uh, roleplay with them. Yeah. And sometimes people, maybe like your friend, really, really like the idea of, if I didn't have repercussions, I would do terrible things. Yeah. Right? Right. It's and scary, the, but possible. Right. Then the other thing is sociopaths are, are people who have difficulty creating uh, emotional like connections with people right. or, or caring about mm -hmm. other people's mm -hmm. emotions. So in a game, and D&D &D is a tough one, especially in your first game, um, especially when you have people just off, you know, at the very first game doing crazy shit. Mm -hmm. But, like, when players don't feel like they emotionally connect with NPCs, like they don't care, like that's one of the reasons why in PBTA, I'll give everybody a name. Yeah. Uh -huh. Make everybody feel human. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so when people feel human, then you can have emotional connections with them and not be a sociopath. Yeah. And if you're a sociopath with a sword who mm -hmm. has an empowerment fantasy, mm -hmm. that's when things go off the rails. Yeah. And so like with this person, it sounds like, you know, oh well, I thought that was good because well he wanted to he wanted to do something to that guard. Mm -hmm. And so this is the thing that he came up with that was good in order to get the guard to do what they, what wanted, they wanted because it's that kind of empowerment fantasy and not caring about the captain of the guard. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, you know. a, a couple other things I would say to that actually we were talking about earlier. Uh, one, I, I would have only run this for like the four new people. <laughs> you know, like yeah. four or five people is yeah. eight is a, eight is a lot. It's too many. Especially when half like, of them are new. Yeah, I'll just say, uh, or I will arbitrarily say, eight is far too many, and I would never run a game 
for seven or eight people. Right. Six is is a hard maybe. Like and I I like Thou five to six. Thou shall not have more than five or six yeah. players. I, I like seven four. is outright. I I like I think four is perfect. <laughs> I, like four too. I think five is tolerable. Six I can maybe live with if I really like everybody at the table. Yeah. I like five is a sweet spot for me yeah. because if you're missing somebody you can still play. Sure. If you're missing two people um, you can eke something out. But but my follow up to this is have your let's say five. You know like when you go to the game store and you say I'm looking for five players. That's it. Um, when you have your people, then make. I'm just assuming here that that you probably didn't all make characters together at the table. Uh, like your first session should have been making characters together. We need, because, to, we need a T-shirt for you that says that. Yes. Yes. Make your characters together <laughs> um, because a lot of this conversation about your social contract would have, will probably would have come up in the like. Okay, well, my character is. Uh, from this town where he murdered everybody he knew and mm-hmm. left that town to live a life somewhere else. And you're like, so that doesn't actually fit the theme of the game we're, we're rolling. And, and I'm, I'd like you to kind of tweak that a little bit. That's a conversation you can have on the fly right. instead of like suddenly somebody rolling up like, so here's my serial killing mass murderer. Um, is, is that cool with everybody? Yeah. <laughs> like, the mm. communication is super important, and this is coming from somebody who, if I'm playing a video game and I am left to my own devices, I play the most garbage character possible. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have been playing Fallout 3, I'm a cannibal, I'm in league with the slavers, right. I've been stealing people's shit and steal- selling it back to them, I have a thing <laughs> where if I kill innocent people and bring back ears, I can get bottle caps for it. I play the most miserable piece of shit ever. <laughs> right. But when I'm playing something right <laughs> with other people... I have conversations with them mm-hmm. and really set what the rules are. There are some games that are meant for backstabbing and doing horrible things. Vampire's Masquerade is a great example of a game mm-hmm. where I was trying to explain to somebody earlier today actually about the clans in Vampire and they're like, these are all terrible. I'm like, yes, yeah. it's yes. a game where you are You're terrible. Yeah. Everyone is terrible. That's yeah. built into the premise of the game right. and it's expected. Exactly. It's, it's in the implied social contract that you have. But it goes back to what we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. which is setting the expectations. Yeah. And the expectations and the communication are are key in this to do that. And sometimes, especially like with a game that's like a pickup kind of game, Sometimes people just gotta go, yeah. Yeah. or make it really difficult for them to do garbage yeah. things yeah. that ruin it for everyone, and that sucks because you don't want to railroad people. But sometimes you have to a little bit. Yeah. What's interesting to me reading this email is it seems that all the shit came from the veteran players. Yes. Yeah. Right. If, if you have mm-hmm. contact information, I'd I'd maybe reach out to those four new players and offer to run something for them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he says that he wasn't interested in those in two of the. Well, I think those players. were two no. veterans. Oh, I see. Yeah. He said he wasn't interested in running for two of the four players who were left. Yeah. Two of the newbies ditched, yeah. and then of the four yeah. people left, it was two and two. Yeah. I haven't. I've been lucky. I haven't had to do a lot of gaming with strangers. There have yeah. been a couple of instances at cons and yeah. stuff like that where it seems like. Like the veteran players, like they they have this go to bag of tricks, yeah. which is like the same things you'll see. You know, it's like oh, I'm going to torture that guy until he tells me what I'm going to do. Well, you're a paladin. I don't <laughs> care. My, you know, it's, it's like this weird, the weird thing. I I've, I found actually with new players, they're less likely to pull shit like that. Maybe mm-hmm. it's because they're nervous or they don't want to do anything wrong and they're not sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's kind of I, I don't know. I mean, uh, we've said many times here that like the 
people you're playing with really makes the games. Yeah. And it sounds like you just got a bunch of garbage humans, yeah. and that kind of sucks. Um, yeah, it sounds like, like, like two it's, garbage it's, humans, it's, it's and hard. they ruined it for everyone. It's hard because, you know, I've run a lot of games and played in a lot of games with a group that, you know, I've been with for a long time. Yeah. And even the group I had before that, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, I just hung out with all of them last weekend. Yeah. And we bullshitted for five hours at a pub drinking beer about all of our games. Mm-hmm. And so it's like... I, I, I want to, like, magic you better players. Mm, yeah. <laughs> right. You know, because it's like, uh, but it's he frustrating. In, he is in Tampa. You are, you are in Florida. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so maybe run a game for alligators. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> better humans than your humans. <laughs> maybe better yeah. humans than your humans. <laughs> yeah. Um, <sighs> I, David, thank you for running this game yeah. for strangers. The yeah. fact that D- this is why, D- like, new DMs or just DMs in general are afraid to go out and run a new game somewhere. Uh, When I first moved to California, I put... uh, I hesitated a long time, but, like, Shadowrun, an RPG is in my blood. Finally went to a game store, put something up on the corkboard, and just crossed my fingers and, like, wound up with a decent bunch of people at that point and have met lots of people since then. But, like, it's such a crapshoot of who you're going to wind up with. Yeah. yeah, and I'm I think you, uh, you know, there's definitely a don't take it personally. Like you, you tried to do everything right. Yes. You tried to lay down like, hey, we're all going to be on the same page with this, and they just like, yeah, yeah, they yeah. read it, they agreed to it, and then they just the fucked shadow. up. Right. Yeah. yeah, like like the friend of yours for forty years, that. That guy knows better. Mm-hmm. I mean, that guy knows better. He knew what you wanted out of this social contract, like, and he, he was knew like, for sure, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, in the chat room, Ed from Minnesota uh, says he's in, actually in Tampa. He's not in Minnesota, even though his name says for Minnesota. Um, and he says if you get in touch, maybe you can join their game. Hey, yeah. So yeah. go on Discord, go on the Happy Jacks forum, and yeah. maybe you can find good players who live near you who subscribe yeah, to the Happy Jacks way. Who <laughs> 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 won't be douchebags. Yeah, well, they you will wanna... be, but they'll be the best yeah, kind of douchebags. Yeah. The highest caliber douchebags. douchebags. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, that sucks. I'm yeah, sorry, I mean, that game. But don't let uh, it keep you from GMing. Yeah, please. We like great GMs. Like uh, it sounds like the story was really involved and exciting, and it wasn't on the rails. Like, mm-hmm. like a good sandbox D and D is is very difficult to pull off. Uh huh. And I want to play. I want to find out what's going on in this town. Like this sounds cool, mm-hmm. but like I, I'm just so bummed that this happened because yeah. I've been there. I've yeah. I've run this kind of game, and it fucking sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take it, let it make you stronger. Yep. All right, next email. Sure. I love, like, like Stu asks for volunteers. I'm like, you, read. <laughs> well, no, I'm excited about this. What? It asks no? For a dear micromanage? P- <laughs> it asks for a Dear Penthouse forum voice, which I'm going to take as being breathy and sexy sounding. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm going to start out normal with uh, Dear Happy Jacks. I never thought this would happen to me from Askew Dragon. Nice. Pre-prescript, have a drink. Woo-hoo. Don't All mind right. if I do. He's going to get every job. Come on, you weed bastard. (laughs) Prescript, please read this with your best Dear Penthouse forum voice. Dear Happy Jacks, I never thought it would happen to me. I had my own no-mere hedge mage. (laughs) I've been running D&D 5E in Hare's Crossing, a homebrewed setting that has been slowly building with input from the players. Last session, the group went on a dungeon crawl through a necromancer's abandoned hideaway in the mountains. 
They were given a map and a key to the front door by my NPC, Dragonborn Wedding Planner, who had the par- who the party had convinced to come out of retirement to plan the Dwarf Fighter's younger sister's wedding. That's amazing. This is so great already. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go there. To bankroll this, the Dragonborn sent the party to go loot the hideaway that he had won in a card game years ago. Legit. The dungeon had a couple of rooms to search through, a few puzzles, a handful of skeletons that were left behind, and a necrotic guardian. Hot. Go on. The guardian was a creature that I had custom built using the advice on creature creation from the angry GM on his blog. I had built a boss battle that would have been a challenge for my group of first level characters. Well, should have been. <laughs> this is great. I had given the guardian special rules for ghost armor and extra necrotic damage for its sword that was manifest- manifested by statues in the corners of the room it was in. Destroying the statues would dispel the effects. Awesome. I had given it necrotic energy bolt attack that was echoed by one of the lesser skeletons earlier in the dungeon. It had been the same undead resilience that zombies have in 5e. It had 52 hit points. This is great. Foreshadowing, like prep, like this is great. (laughs) I decided to also give it the same vulnerability to bludgeoning damage as the other skeletons. I also (laughs) gave it all the undead vulnerability against radiant damage. Because narratively, and thematically, it made sense to me, and it sounded like a decent balance. That's where I went wrong. Which, like, when he's like, I feel like this is, like, true to Max, like, pillow talk. (laughs) 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 I gave it all the undead invulnerability. (laughs) All the vulnerability. Against radiant damage. (laughs) "Mm." See, (laughs) while I knew that the cleric had spells that did radiant damage... I didn't realize how often she could cast them or how much damage they could do. Oh my. <laughs> the group had made their way through the dungeon, and as they pushed open the heavy brass doors emblazoned with the flaming skull emblem of Weejaws, the four statues, necrotic busts with sickly purple flames in their eye sockets and mouths, in the corners of the chamber spoke as the guardian shuddered to quote unquote life. With raspy voices. Oh, I get it because it's not really alive. Yeah. 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 <laughs> With raspy voices, they spoke in unison. Interlopers, leave now or suffer the consequences. Also, Max Pillow Talk. <laughs> You're not wrong. Interlopers? Yeah. Go on. <laughs> Only if Kimmy keeps up her end of the social contract. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Like, share, and subscribe. Right. Uh, there had better be a goddamn newsletter. <laughs> this, is, this is relevant to my interests. I would like to subscribe to your newsletter. <laughs> at which point the cleric lobbed a guiding bolt at it in a surprise attack, dealing 11 radiant damage. And did you know that guiding bolt did radiant damage? Mm. I didn't. Yeah. Oh, right. That's so important. Combat began. The dwarf ran up and missed the attack with two hand axes. The halfling bard inspired the cleric with a song and scampered into the room to get the potion position for a flanking maneuver. The guardian, with armor now manifesting, swung at the dwarf and missed. Then the cleric went. She lobbed another guiding bolt, using both the bardic inspiration and the roll-with-advantage inspiration. It hit. She rolled 17 damage. Oh, my. As I added up the damage, all of which was doubled by the vulnerability to radiant damage type, the horror dawned on me. Well then, I said, putting down my pencil and turning to the cleric, how do you kill it? The table erupted into cheers and laughter as the guardian erupted into divine fire and burned away. That's awesome. Nice. 
After a few moments bemoaning the unexpected and expedited turn of events, I described the rooms beyond which held the treasure that they had been looking for, as well as the sumptuously appointed bedroom that had belonged to the yes. necromancer. <laughs> All right. Here we go. <laughs> this is relevant to my interests. I'll be in my bunk. <laughs> they pretty much took everything not nailed down, and a few things that had been. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> Which did include a black iron rod that didn't match the day. Just just mute him. Just mute him. (laughs) Which didn't match. Are you muted now? Yeah. All right. Let me me start again from that sentence because it was beautiful. Which did include a black iron rod that didn't match the decor of the necromancer's style at all and had been hidden behind a secret door. So that plot hook is now is in place now, and I have a plan to have fun teasing that out over the next several <laughs> game sessions. God damn it, again. <laughs> all in all, it was a great time having fun with friends and having listened to you folks for years now. I both stepped up in the GM screen as well as having a far better idea of how to craft a game worth playing. Thank you, you magnificent 20-sided bags of feminine hygiene products from the very bottom of my dice bag. Sean B., a.k.a. Askew Dragon on the forums. P.S. Obligatory P.S. P.P.S. I have to sing the praises of the five-room dungeon style of design. I've used it for every session so far with this group, and it has proven to be utterly invaluable for designing satisfying (laughs) scenarios and nestle nicely into an appropriate four- Hour runs. <laughs> Four hours seems like enough. Like I don't know if I could survive more than that. P P P S. The space left intentionally blank. <laughs> oh my god! Incredible. <laughs> oh man! Bravo. That is that is the best letter yet. I'm <laughs> sorry, everybody else, but that was amazing. Is anyone else sweaty? <laughs> I am from trying to retain the laughter. <laughs> oh um, my god. I, oh, I have to oh say, man. I'm glad everybody had a good time. I guarantee no one would have minded if you just like doubled the HP on the fly. Like they, yeah. you they probably didn't know how many HP this thing had. Like right. yeah. you're going nuts, everyone's having fun. Let everyone get some more attacks in. Yeah. You but know, like it also sounds like yeah. everybody yeah. had a great time. Yeah. Not just immediately yeah. went. Yeah. Yeah. You like, didn't need to do Burr. anything different. Yeah, they just went. Goodbye, Guardian. Yeah. Um, and they had a blast. But if you felt like it, yeah. I, I don't think yeah, yeah, anybody, yeah. Would, nobody would have held you, held it against you if you were like, "Yeah, let's give it some more hit points. Let's yeah. keep going." There are people who would hold it against you, but not. Good players. Yeah, not, they yeah. don't have to know. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. But yeah, also, right. sometimes letting them have that victory is awfully fun. I'm yeah. not gonna yes. lie. Yeah. During the last session of Razor Ridge, I threw an enemy at the bad guys. It rolled like shit. It went last in the initiative, and someone decided to literally rip it open from its asshole. Mm. Which I'm like, all right, let's let this happen. An I don't care. There. And you know what? They felt great about it, ripping a spider from its asshole. Yes. So yeah. hey, who am I to stop werewolves having a good time? And honestly, oh, so the spider changing breed. Was that it? Oh, God. No, no. They no, were fighting just... a Texas tarantula. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, too, like you were saying, <laughs> you can have, like, amazing moments, like the no mere hedge mage moments. It's great. Like, we, that was kind of <laughs> an old five, five, was it five year four I don't know. One of the D&D campaigns we did, and Stu, Stu made this amazing mage, and just, like, the the sequence of events that happened, he got, like, taken out in, like, two a shot, like, two yeah. shots. And 
that's a moment we're still talking about years later yeah. because it was so awesome because right. of that. Yeah. It feels amazing. Yeah. I remember, um, I think you were here. It was the night that we only had a few of us for um, Mode of Sin. I don't right. Actually, were you here? I don't know. And we were going through the Opera House. And we were chasing some vampires. Maybe not. But, like, I rolled really high, and I one-shotted a vampire through a clothing rack in wolf form. And it was just, like, done. And I was just like, I feel amazing. It's it's almost as if the feeling of being good at something. (laughs) Yeah. Bring it back around, Taffy. Is that a reference or something? (laughs) No. Nothing. I don't no. get it. You know, also, arguing <laughs> arguing against my own little, like, oh, yeah, double the HP. Like, how often does the cleric get to feel like this much of a fucking badass? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you're, like, you're playing the healer. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, D&D clerics are, are pretty chunky, but, but like, that like th- that's 22 on the first hit, th- uh, 34 on the second hit. Like... Yeah, that's like rogue daily life, you know. Like y- right. you, you get to feel like that when you're fighting like, the necrotic undead. You know, it's that's and, cool. And there's there's one time in a in a exalted game I was playing in once where we had a character who was playing. Oh, I forget which it's. Oh, the Eclipse, who are like they're good at like uh, negotiating with people and saline and bureaucracy. Um, and everybody else is like, I'm a god at melee combat, or nobody can see me in this other bullshit. Oh, you so, said sailing. I thought you said sailing. I'm like, that's yeah. a weird talent. Yeah, I had to, I had to work that out, too. Sailing. Yeah. So, so this, this <laughs> person who's playing the, uh, this, this Eclipse character finally has this negotiation moment with the big bad. And the one magic item that she had was this poison quill. Right, that had like the this super crazy. Is my dear, I know sword. exactly, exactly. So there, and so there's the the big bad going blah 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 blah. You are going to do these things, and he's like, oh yes, let's sign a contract. They also have the ability to, uh, if if like you agree to something and shake hands on it, you magically have to fulfill your part oh, of the okay. bargain. Mm. Cool. He's like, we're going to do that. So getting getting the uh, the paper and the quill out, and then like he grabs for it and she stabs him with the quill. And then the GM's like, "Oh shit!" (laughs) Well, he and came up with some bullshit reason why it didn't work, and it's like, "Fuck this game!" Right? It was totally lame. Yeah. And so, like, when it comes to to parts of of like PC brilliance, Mm -hmm. whether it be I just rolled really high or I had a cool plan, I am totally okay with like, well. Scratch one, Prince of Darkness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're the GM, you can make more. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's always more. You are a literal monster horror factory. <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. Yep. Oh. Yeah, so that that sounds great. Yes, absolutely. So are we spent? Are we done? I'm um, super spent after I, I that. Am. <laughs> Excellent. I well, I have a refractory out. period, but it's going to take <laughs> a lot. <laughs> All right, so we're going to call it. Um, let's see if I can do the thing. We're Is your mic still on? Yeah, my mic's still on. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Okay, that's what we're supposed to do here. Now I know how to turn it All right. All right, thank you for joining us for Season 21, Episode 10. My name is Kimmy. This is Taffy. I'm Jason. Mac! 
And we'd like to, make, to thank our friends over at EasyRollerDice.com. Go check out their awesome Kickstarter for their new dice bag at EasyRollerDice.com slash bag. And I think that's it. We have some stuff coming up. Check out happyjacks.org slash schedule for games coming up. Don't forget we have a brand new game and show starting tomorrow at 12.30. That is The Darknet, which is a GURPS online game with our good friends Bill and Elspeth and Tyler. We're that's streaming so in from oh, wow. so cool. Any game with Bill is a good game. Yes. Yeah. But we're starting at 12.30 tomorrow. Usually we'll be at 12, but tomorrow's our first time with all the video feeds from all over the planet. So we're starting a little late just to make sure it all works. So check it in, and we'll see you guys later. Thank you guys very much. Bye. Bye. I can't see where the video is. Should we have done all that before we did this song?